welcome to the Nonprofit Tech Podcast. My name is Justin Berniski, and I'm joined today by Melanie Starkey, the Vice President of Digital Marketing for the Urban Land Institute. Welcome, Melanie. Hi, Justin. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to be speaking to you today. Uh, you just went through a really rapid launch of a new platform for ULI uh, called ULI Learning. Um, can you tell us a little bit about it and, and why did you launch it now? Sure thing. Uh, so I, uh, I work at the Urban Land Institute and uh, we're a global nonprofit and membership association. Um, and our, the value we bring to our members are uh, networking and educational opportunities. Um, we've long provided professional development educational opportunities in the areas, different disciplines in real estate. Um, and our objective is to, to promote best practices in urban development. Um, but with COVID, we realized we needed to very quickly ramp up our digital offerings so that we can continue to serve our members um, and to fulfill. We had been planning to uh, launch a learning management system for a while, uh, and it was on our project roadmap for a project this summer. But with COVID, we realized we needed to speed up those efforts. Um, fortunately, we were in a place where the curriculum was already created. Uh, so we only, I'm using quotes there, air quotes, uh, had to set up the LMS itself. Uh, and we had about five weeks to do it. So LMS, just for folks who may not know, LMS stands for Learning Management System. Um, what is it like to try and launch a platform in a little under a month? I mean, that just feels very hectic and chaotic and a recipe for disaster. So, but I feel like it, it, it happened and there was not any huge fires. You know, what, how were you able to be successful? Yeah, um, it's, it is daunting and I wouldn't recommend it necessarily. I don't think it's a best practice in setting up any kind of system. Um, but there are key ingredients to success. Um, one, you need to have buy-in from everyone on the team. Uh, you need to have everybody uh, understanding that this is a priority above all other projects uh, and that we're all working together to reach that end goal. Uh, two, you do need um, a strong project manager driving the team successfully to completion. They really have to be fully committed to a project like this uh, and not distracted by other projects in order to pull off, um, pull off a project this large in this sort of timeline. Um, so it comes down really to very strict project management skills. And then um, you do have to have fun with it. It's the kind of project that can burn people out. Uh, and it's real tough. So, you know, as much as you can encourage people and to keep the mood light and to just keep doing the best you can, um, progress, not perfection, is the, the, the attitude you need to pull off on a project like this. And you go into triage mode, you pick what has to be done and what can be and what can wait. Can you talk a little bit, you know, hearing you talk about that, I feel like a lot of folks may not be aware of all the different elements that may go into launching a plat like any platform. What are some of the different pieces that you start talking about project management? Obviously there are lots of different components. What are those different pieces that are kind of moving across the board when you're thinking about and planning for the launch of a new platform? Yeah, staff resourcing wise, uh, some of them were contractors, but for the purposes of this conversation, we'll talk about staff. This project took about 30 people to pull off. Uh, to get all of the expertise we needed 
And so when you ask about, you know, what are all of the elements, the elements were we were using uh, an LMS that is um, uh, software as a service. So we were not building a custom LMS. We were using a product that's already on the market. Um, it's a project called Elevate. It's produced by a company called Com Partners. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a, fairly flexible system in terms of how you can set up the curriculum. But um, in terms of uh, design choices, uh, it's somewhat limited. And in some ways that helped us. We couldn't start from a world of all things being possible. Um, so we had to sort of tailor the look and the feel um, based on what the LMS was able to do out of the box. We weren't doing any custom development. So then that's the second piece besides the LMS is branding and design. Um, we needed to do an exercise around information architecture, and this is a five-week project to get it onto the market, but it has a much longer-term uh, roadmap for delivering additional educational products. And so when we did that initial information architecture sprint, we actually had to be looking um, four phases in advance so that the product itself and the design concept around it would naturally grow over time so that it would feel organic as if we had... Um, um, plan, you know, we wanted to plan for all of the new elements from the beginning. Sometimes when pro products and websites grow organically, the information architecture can really suffer and it's hard for users to understand the platform. So there was uh, the expertise of the Com Partners team. There was brand and design. There was information architecture. Uh, there was curriculum development. So we have a professional development team at ULI. And like I said, they'd already developed the curriculum, but they hadn't had an LMS before. So they had to figure out how they needed to upload the curriculum, what order it goes in, whether there were required pieces or not, set up quizzes, set up certificates so that you could show completion. There was that element. Um, and then um, because we are a membership association, um, and because the educational components in this product are paid components, uh, we needed to have the ability for, for users to log in to the system to be able to process secure payments um, and for this new, um, this new LMS system to be able to talk to our membership and registration database that we use uh, as the centralized source of information for ULI. Um, so there were those components as well. Uh, and then finally, um, the, we want to be able to support live courses, um, and so that involves a live stream. Uh, so we selected Zoom as the product that would provide the live stream element, and we needed to create an integration between Zoom and the LMS so that they'd work well together. Um, I am sure I am missing other elements. Oh, marketing. You know, we, we do all this work. We get it out, onto, out into the universe, but <laughs> Does it exist if no one hears about it? So we also were coordinating marketing efforts at the same time. That's, it, there's so many moving parts there. I, I have to imagine for you, I believe going into this project, you had never worked with an LMS before. What right. No, kind of, I had not. I had not. <laughs> how do you kind of get yourself up to speed, like to even under, start to understand what's the purpose? How does it work? Because I imagine that's an important component of being able to implement the system is to understand its purpose. Yeah, yeah, to understand the system's purpose and also the organization's goals and requirements on audience and that long-term roadmap. Uh, my role in this was to have the um, institutional background 
as well as understanding the organization's strategic vision. So I needed to have a high level, level executive view of what this product was, all the way down to the tactical in the weeds view of what, what does the LMS, Elevate LMS do out of the box. Um, I've worked at ULI for eight years now. And um, so, and I, uh, as head of digital marketing, I'm involved closely in all public-facing digital products. So I have a pretty good handle on what we were trying to accomplish, the organization's strategy. Um, but I don't know. I didn't know. Now I do, I guess. Uh, LMS is particularly, and I definitely didn't know anything about the Elevate platform. And so I really had to sit down and ask the um, our partner at Elevate to do a whole bunch of deep dive sessions with me about what does the platform do. And then I did a whole bunch of deep dive sessions with our curriculum team. Uh, what are the products we're selling? How do they work? How do the pieces come together? Um, how does someone know that they've successfully completed a course? Um, so it takes time understanding all of the stakeholders you need to spend time with and just listen to and taking the time to listen to them and coming back again and again saying, explain that again, or I didn't know to ask this question. Can you help me understand? It's a really, I mean, it's almost, you have to be very humble and willing to accept you don't know what you don't, or you, there's a lot you don't know and being yeah. open to kind of taking that feedback. Yeah, absolutely. So I, th I think, you know, um, this is definitely not your first product launch with uh, ULI. Um, you've done a, worked on several, you know, over your eight years, several different products, several different versions of uh, platforms. Um, what did you, you know, coming into this project, what about those previous experiences do you think kind of helped you prepare? And what did you, you know, maybe what weren't you prepared for that you got to, you learned along the way? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So some past projects that taught me lessons and skills that applied to this project uh, include, uh, so at ULI as a membership association, we have chapters. Um, and we have approximately 70 to 80 chapters on any given day around the world. And our digital strategy is to provide a website an entire website for each of those chapters. Um, and we desperately needed to upgrade those platforms. We needed to replace them because they had been built 2008, something like that. Uh, they weren't mobile responsive, they weren't multilingual, but we're a global organization serving many different um, non-English speaking populations. Um, we had all kinds of goals for that project, um, but it did mean we had approximately 70 teams worth of stakeholders. And I do mean teams. Um, some of our chapters have just one staff member, but some of them have, you know, close to eight in a chapter uh, and then they have their regional supervisors who and then they have their regional CEOs um, and we had uh, the head of finance was involved because it was a uh, you know a significant investment in the organization so that project involved an enormous amount of stakeholders an enormous amount of feedback and a lot of different needs that one template that we were building to serve them all had to be able to fulfill. And it needed to be able to be, act, these different functions needed to be activated for the chapters who needed them and turned off for the chapters that didn't. So with that amount of stakeholder management, managing a team of 30 actually was kind of a much lighter lift. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. 
So I think, you know, in the association space, a lot of folks right now and in nonprofits in general with, you know, their current situation with the pandemic, people are realizing they need to invest in that online services, online products uh, in order to, you know, be able to continue to have that continual service for their customers. Do you have any advice for other folks who may be looking or thinking about launching a platform, what they might need to, what questions they might need to ask before they dive into that process? Maybe not a question, but more of a suggestion of bravery. Everybody is making this move. Um, some of us have been fortunate enough to have been transitioning to a stronger digital platform and presence uh, in, pre in the um, years leading up to the COVID pandemic. And so, um, you know, ULI already had Zoom. We had experience with Zoom. Um, we have had experience with virtual events. But I think that there is a lot of generosity in customers' minds around how digital products are being um, are being launched, and there's not an expectation necessarily of perfection. Um, so I think the best advice I can say is be brave and just go for it. Because if you don't go for it, you're not providing your association members with anything. And be humble. And so when you launch it, just admit this is new. You're trying it out and be open to feedback and to iterating. Projects don't need to be perfect to launch but they do need to have a plan for iteration. They do need to have uh, the staffing and the budget resources to be able to continually make improvements. Um, so that's the best advice I can give. I, I love that, because um, you, I mean, you already talked about needing to be able to ask questions and do research. And I think it's that willingness to be vulnerable and be brave, you know, that's a really great message to have. I, I, I wanna ask about you brought up earlier sort of a long-term strategic goal of the platform and being ready to iterate and understand that, you know, especially in a project that is, you know, five weeks from start to end, how do you make space or to even have those thoughts or those conversations when you've got so many of these little things you have, you know, you have to get done for that launch date? Um, it's difficult. It is difficult. So one of the skills that I've learned in other projects is, being able to know demands or requirements or expectations are on the horizon and being able to know just enough about them to keep moving and plan for them without having to feel like I need to know everything perfectly down to the last detail. Um, and there is always trial and error in that and things always change. So I could know a thing today and by this time next week, it will have changed dramatically. And just being comfortable with knowing that that change is likely to happen. So it's about being able to gauge uh, the depth of knowledge you need to have at any given time um, and understand that your knowledge is, you know, limited, is <laughs> always limited in nature. What about for folks out there who maybe are a little hesitant to get started or want you know, want to be brave, but need maybe want to also make sure they have a little bit more information before they get started. Do you have any resources you'd recommend for them to consider to help them kind of start on that process? I think that the biggest resource you have is the implementation partner you have with the software you've chosen for whatever your project is. So, you know, I, I recommend if you've never done this before, go with a software, go with a software partner. Don't do custom. Um, they're from nearly every um, use case, there's a product out there that gets you 
90% of the way to your original requirements. And don't rely on the salesperson to ask, answer your questions. In your vetting process, ask to talk to developers, ask to talk to the implementation managers. Um, those are the people who are gonna hold your hand and they're really gonna be able to tell you what a system can and cannot do. And then, and then in the course of implementation, rely on their expertise heavily and just be very honest and say, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm gonna ask really basic questions. And every time you answer, answer me, assume I don't know anything. Because um, I've seen this mistake happen a lot where um, someone will go in to uh, work with a software partner and set up implementation and the client is sort of afraid to admit what they don't know. And that's where miscommunication happens. That's where unaligned expectations happen. I see it happen all of the time. So it's okay to be the person who doesn't understand everything you're doing. They understand. Um, and it's okay to be that even if you're an executive. Yeah, I love that message today. I feel like the message today is be open, be brave, you know, be humble, which I think, yeah, is a really great message. Any, any final words you wanna share with uh, anyone listening out there? I just say, it's, it's a tough time. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with your teams. Be gentle with your partners. There's a lot of demand. There are a lot of needs. Um, and everybody, everybody's life outside of work is filled with all kinds of unforeseen, never before encountered amounts of pressure um, coming at all angles. So these kinds of projects can happen uh, anytime, even in times of crisis, like for the, the ULI learning product. But to get the best out of people, I think you really have to be sensitive to how all of their um, parts of life play into their work life um, and give people the space, even under tight timelines, to, to breathe, take a break, go take a walk just encourage everyone to take care of themselves. Well, Melanie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Justin. It was a pleasure.